Hello, my name is Jamel Tony. I am the co-founder of Progressively Becoming. Welcome to Conversations with God. Hey God, it's me again. First off, let me thank you for always hearing me when I pray. That is something that none of us should take for granted. You always hear me when I pray. No matter how crazy or absurd or insane the question or the topic may be, I thank you that you are always concerned about what concerns me. All right, let me get that out the way. I truly thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are all right with me. So I have been thinking about a few things and I wanted to get your opinion on them. One of the questions that I have been thinking about are, is rather, what is your view on divorce? Now, before we continue on in the conversation, let me make this clear. God, I'm not getting a divorce. All right. And so I'm asking you not because I, you know, need to see what to see how you feel about it as it relates to me. I'm just asking you because I'm curious. Right. So let's let us dispel, you know, whatever rumor may be out there or could result as a result of this conversation. You know, I'm not getting a divorce because, you know, people talk, and, you know, God forbid, you know, we get a divorce, all that other stuff. Right. So here it is. God, what are your views? <laughs> what are your views on divorce? Because I've been thinking and I have been observing and I've been looking at so many couples. Uh, I've been watching so many marriages um, for years now that unfortunately end up in divorce. Now, I know divorce is, uh, what do they call it? A legal separation. You know, it's when two people have decided or one person have decided and the other person is kind of stolen their feet. But in any event, it's when two people decide that they no longer want to legally be married. And so I want to know what are your views on divorce? So I have been looking at a few articles and I was absolutely amazed when I discovered that according to worldpopulationreview.com, I, I was I was amazed. I've read that in the United States, between 35 and 50% of first time marriages end in divorce, right? Now that number increases to 60% for second marriages and 70% for marriages after the second. Now, I'm just going to go out on a, on a limb to say, if I get married one time and it didn't work out. I, I tried again. I get married two times. It didn't work out. And the, the, the odds of me trying it a third time is highly unlikely. 70% of third time marriages end in a divorce. But what got me was that first number. Almost 50% of first time marriages end in a divorce. That is astonishing. If 1 million people got married today. The odds are that 500,000 of them will get a divorce. And so I'm asking what are your views? Because if so many people are getting a divorce, and again, that's not my opinion. Like I'm looking at cold, hard data. If so many people are getting a divorce, I'm just curious to know what are your views on divorce? Because I remember growing up, I, I remember hearing preachers say all the time, 
you know, God, God hates divorce. And it got me thinking, does God hate divorce? Like, do you really hate divorce? Uh, so, so again, what are your views on divorce? Now, I've been thinking and I've been doing some research and I've been asking other people, you know, why do people get a divorce? And this is what I discovered. The top three reasons why people get a divorce. Number one is too much conflict, right? When they are in this pattern of arguing, when there's constant conflict, uh, there's bitter battles, um, you know, each party is going to bed angry every night. That is no one's idea of a healthy marriage, right? I mean, the reality is, is how, how long can a marriage last if your home is supposed to be your sanctuary, right? Your home is supposed to be your release from daily grind. Your home is supposed to be a place of peace and serenity. And your home is more stressful than your, you know, than your worst day at work, right? Nobody wants to go home to that. And so I could, you know, I could kind of understand that, you know, I think there's a saying that says I could do battle by myself, right? right? So, you know, if, 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 if my home is supposed to be a sanctuary of peace and it's just turning into a den of confusion and arguing, I could understand why people's like, hey, you know something? I'm out of here, right? So, again, people divorce because there's too much arguing, too much conflict. Another reason why people divorce is a lack of commitment, right? Um, or you have a lack of commitment on both parties or perhaps there's lack of commitment on one side. Like the reality is, God, I truly believe that in order for any marriage to work, it requires two committed individuals. And I think for so long, many, so many people have, you know, decided, OK, well, you know, my partner is about, you know, 50 percent committed. And so I'm going to make up his 50 and I'm going to be 150 percent committed, you know, because 150 plus 50 is 200 percent. Right. And I think that's, you know, I, I've seen couples that do it. I've seen couples where one person is 180% committed and the other person is like 20% committed. And I've seen those same couples say, hey, you know something? Either they divorce or they stay in an unhappy marriage. And if I could be honest, God, between you and I, I'm not staying nowhere where I'm not happy. I mean, like, I got one life. I have one life. You gave me one life, God. I refuse to stay in anything that doesn't make me happy. Now, will we be happy all the time? Absolutely not. Right. But I think the core, the foundation, there should be some happiness and joy. Yeah, we'll have arguments and, you know, tense conflict every so often. But again, the core of our marriage should be happiness and joy right so people divorce because of a lack of commitment another reason that i seen people divorce is infidelity like when they cheat when somebody steps outside of the marriage and you know they you know either they have this extramarital affair whether it be sexual or non-sexual um you know and infidelity leads to a divorce 
Um, you know, it's it, 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 I've seen it with my eyes. I've seen I've seen firsthand how an extramarital affair can completely destroy a marriage. So those are the top three reasons why people divorce. Right. Either it's, a, it's infidelity, an extramarital affair. It's a lack of commitment or it's too much conflict. Right. When they just argue. This is what's crazy. God. It does not mention anything about love. Now, I would think people divorce because ultimately they fall out of love. But that's not one of the top three reasons why people divorce. As a matter of fact, God, when I was doing my research, falling out of love falls all the way down to the bottom. So we have people that, for the most part, I believe, are loving each other. But because of the arguments, because of the extramarital affairs, because of the lack of commitment, perhaps because of finances, which is another common reason people divorce, they go their separate ways. And it's just like, is it? And, and, and God, this is just me asking, is it love supposed to conquer all things? Right. So if if I would think that if I love you and if I'm in love with a person, then that love should be able to override, you know, any any infidelity. Right. But then again, you got the course that says, if you love me while you cheat on me. Right. Uh, duh. Right. You know, that, that that love should be able, you know, to conquer any arguments that love should be able to conquer any time there's a lack of commitment. But it does not. So what are your views on divorce? Now, I remember reading the scripture and it said these words, right? I believe the scripture is in 3 John 1 and 2. 3 John 1 and 2. It says, I pray that you will prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Right, that's third John one and two. Right, I think another another version says, um, "Dear friend, I hope all is well with you, and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit." Right, so I think that's your goal for us: that we not only be healthy in our in our spirit. But we be healthy in our bodies as well Right, that's physical, mentally, spiritually, you know, naturally um, um, You know, uh, emotionally, right, that we be healthy So again, what are your views on divorce? Because if that's your desire for us Then I just want to know how divorce plays into this equation So I actually read what your views are on divorce. And I got to say, God, I think you're a little old school. I'm, I'm not trying to offend you. Don't get upset. But I just think that perhaps you haven't caught up with the times and that you're a little old school because your views on divorce says that divorce is only allowed for sexual immorality, meaning if somebody steps out of their marriage then that's grounds for a divorce i don't know 
how I feel about that. Because if you're if you said in third John 1 and 2 that you want us to prosper and be in good health emotionally, mentally, spiritually, you know, even financially, and I am in a relationship that is not fostering the good health that you want us to have, and you telling me the only way that we can get out of this marriage is if somebody cheats on somebody else, then God sign me up to one of them dating sites because I'm cheating. Because I gotta get out of here, right? That's just that's just my view. But it got me thinking about who you was talking to when you wrote that. It got me thinking about this one word called context. How if we look at scripture and we never understand the context, and I know God, I'm I'm, I'm almost done, right? Because you probably like, all right, can I talk now? I'm gonna let you talk. Just let me finish, right? Please, Jesus. Right. So it got me thinking about context where I got to look at who you like, who you was talking to, um, um, uh, why you was talking to that individual, uh, the time that the time that you was talking to, because I just believe in the time that we live in now, you want us to be happy. You want us to be flourishing and beneficial. You want us to have success. And I think we owe it not only to ourselves, but to you to make a effort and making sure that our marriage prospers, whether that be going to counseling, whether, you know, that seeking help, um, you know, whether, you know, that, that, that's, that's being naked and being vulnerable to our partners and exposing our fears and our struggles. You want us to put a hundred percent effort in our marriage. But if that marriage is not leading towards us having a better life, having a beneficial life, having a closer relationship with you, if it's doing the opposite, then I don't think that that's, I, I don't think you want me in that. Because this is, because this is what I've noticed. The health of our marriage will impact our relationship with you. The health of our marriage will impact our relationship with you. It, 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 it does. If I'm arguing, I'm upset with my spouse, you know, eventually how I'm responding to that and my emotions is going to affect how I, you know, how I worship you, how I praise you, if I do it at all. <laughs> so, God, I know what you're saying to us, yet I also know what you want us to have. And your word has declared it. So, what are your views on divorce? I think we need to be in any, I think any relationship should ultimately draw us closer to you. Draw us closer to a more fulfilling life. And if it doesn't, and we tried everything that we can do, then God, I know that your grace is sufficient for us. I know that you can forgive us, but we have to put you first. And so God, you know, perhaps somebody just needs to know that they need to put you first. So if you want, perhaps you can go back in the Bible, reword a few things, or just before anybody reads the scripture, just put the words context, right? So we understand that perhaps this wasn't for 2023, that perhaps it was for, you know, 2000 years ago. And not that your views have changed. But rather the times that we live in has changed and you offer us grace and mercy 
and forgiveness. Because God, between you and I, I choose to be happy. And I know you want us happy as well. All right, God, that's all I got for now. Um, I, I am almost confident that I'll be back to talk to you by something else because a few things has, it's, it's really been bugging me. But God, once again, thank you for this time. And I thank you for this conversation.